G'day guys, welcome to the deep dive for the mailbag.com.au, the home of cannibal betting advice, powered by puntingform.com.au, sectional data pistol. Um, you're the host today, yeah? Yes, but I might have to leave so I can let some people pick up a cupboard. Formally my cupboard. It's on the furniture. But yeah, exactly. I'm just, <laughs> just. Oh no, I'm upgrading the furniture. I'm not selling it. I'm just upgrading it. <laughs> that Big explains difference. so much. If you noticed, like I was really surprised with how fresh and like sharp you kind of look versus what you normally present as on a Monday morning, given the bender you've been on. So you, but the difference is because like an actual human being is going to have to have interaction with him. He's gotten up a bit earlier, showered, brushed his teeth, and put on some moisturiser. No, no, no. <laughs> so that just... our viewers don't get that kind of treatment, but this, this random <laughs> picking up a cupboard does. I actually just feel so much better having like a general life reset and just pushing myself to the brink of death, and then all of a sudden you feel more alive than ever. Yep, fair. Um, now, ha- has the game changed the rules? changed for what's like bringing racing into disrepute and like how far we can go with the lines we can cross a loaded question well does anyone else follow uh, the tab.com.au on twitter I do now yeah after my little episode on magic millions weekend yes I do (laughs) (laughs) they've tweeted last night a horse like mounting could say raping another horse and New South Wales, Queensland. I saw that point. Wow. It's consistent. It's consistent with them. Like the whole joint looks like it doesn't care. There's a big check coming. Yeah. Um, just no rules apply until then. You don't expect that kind of uh, sledging and behaviour from inside the tent, so to speak. That's what you'd expect from the Paddy Powers of the world and the more irreverent sort of... I don't um, even think they'd do that. If the intern shot that through to me, I'd say no. No, even... even <laughs> I, I would have said no to that. Yeah. I would have just done it off my own bat, but yeah. yeah, I'd <laughs> yeah if I hadn't have answered any gone to you... <laughs> Can you uh, put someone's face on the horse? <laughs> Look, I think it's great that the tab... Uh, now not hiding the fact that they're New South Wales biased and couldn't give a fuck about the rest of the country. It's um, at least they're being open and honest and transparent a little bit more. Oh, you cut out there. Did you say tab or scomo? <laughs> well, they're both. Zach Godfathering freak did a little YouTube video for Sydney siders who went into a lockdown. I'm still waiting for mine down here in Victoria. How about you stop doing YouTube videos, you freak, and just get the vaccines rolled out? Please, please. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole this morning because this show will go for four hours if I start on this pol- on politics. Yes, leave it at the dinner table. Uh, Mark Broden, how did you find having to adjust to a different race course in the space of six hours? Uh, it wasn't ideal and it played very differently to how we thought. Well, it was Rosehill True from Randwick 6, so it was a very, very different setup. Um, we're expecting up and in. Um, at Randwick, so I'd sort of done the form for that. Of course, I did have more than six hours to adjust. I had basically most of Friday. But um, Rosehill True gave a lot more backmarkers a chance. And, look, uh, you know, looking at the punting form data this morning, horses like Brutality was 8.7 lengths off the lead at the 600, I think, uh, in its win, which you just wouldn't have been seeing at Randwick. Um, I play... I, went, I treaded very warily... Uh, at Rose Hill, uh, and I had to. I, I was very keen on race one, even with the venue change. I was happy with my bet on imposing. Oh, it was shitty. Us. 
It, it was shit ass fast. A- everyone was tipping it though, not just you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, stars aligned, kind of like it, the last week was, race one. It felt the same to me. It was it was very poor, and I thought something's off here. But the the way that the three jockeys on the first three in the run there rode their horses was appalling, really. Um, Look, Imposing Bow just completely over-raced in his first beaten, so we can't blame the ride for its defeat. But what should have been happening there is that he should have got outside lead, then handed up to Queen Bellissimo, who was three wide. Instead, he kicked up. The horse was pulling, to be fair, but it, it then kicked up, held Queen Bellissimo three wide, and Bayless on Zorikett decided to hold the pair of them out. So I, I think they ran from the 1,200 to the 1,000. That early in a 1,300-metre race, they ran 10.3. Eight, according to the Sky Channel splits on the day, which is just insane. And mm. poor old Zorakat, which was one of my savers, has been barbecued twice in a row now and held on for second, uh, going really well. Um, just bad jockey engagements and, and bad rides have cost it last two. You, you've um, talked Regan Bales into a bit of form too. Well, he did. He did. You right, three. Um, I don't oh, know about form. I mean, it, it was a bizarre. Was it three or two? A couple of placings as well as the three winners. Well, he he should have won. He, would arguably run race one if he'd been a bit more patient. Um, yeah, I don't think it counts, though. Like, surely there's an asterisk next to Saturday. There was no jockeys anywhere. This is, as we've mentioned before, Kels, one of my big things about trying to rate jockeys is who they're riding against is a massive factor. And Where are we race... yesterday, Mark? Sorry? John, Allen, John Allen's ridden four winners. Yeah, he, he was the... awful on Saturday. Yeah. Rode four winners there for, on, on, at Werribee. Um when you're studying strike rates and pot and everything with jockeys, you've, ideally, you've got a waiting for the class of jockey they ride against. And you're right. So, yeah, B. Abdullah is pretty much the... And T. Clark were the only recognised top 10 jockeys on there on the day, on Saturday. So it was a big class drop for a lot of them. And uh, thoughts with the riders who missed out and all that prize money there on Saturday? Yeah, they were the ones that really got stuffed around by the... Um, well, Gladys and the um, the New South Wales government changing their mind. Have to wait and another week to pick up their yeah. 20 or 50 or 100 or whatever it is. Yeah, and also another little bit of YouTube gear from um, Dictator Dan too. Appreciated that. little sob story about where, why I slipped down some stairs. Honest to God, just govern. <laughs> He's already trying to get re-elected. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. I haven't seen that one. I know oh, what the reason is. unbelievable. His sister's looking at him like she, she hates him. She hates him. Probably can't blame her. Got rid of the cupboard? What I miss? It's all right, I'll watch it in editing. You won't miss a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was, it was great stuff. Real, gold standard uh, race analysis, in fact. Okay. Well, well shall we... T- analyze the race, I think. Shall we talk about uh, Eagle Farm? Or have I completely just stuffed up the uh, continuity of things? Ah, that's, um, that's a great idea, Peter. All right, Shane <laughs> Curlio. Let's start off with race eight... C. Williams, Tats Tiara, last group one of the season. I didn't even realise Tafane won, but I didn't see a race on Saturday outside of Belmont. Well, look... Did she um, just win, did she, Kels? This is going to be a case of um, maybe just having a whinge here and a little bit of therapy. Because, like, I, I said on the preview show, this race will be run, one, between the 1,200 and the 800. It's a matter of Odium getting across to Farnay and um, obviously we got Mallion on for J-Mac, um, which is like buying brand names off Wish. 
Anyway, I'm going to share the screen and I'm going to talk through this and I'm going to show I'm going to show the section the, the sectional time here from the thousand meters where Malian shits himself and drives Odium forward and runs the fastest split from the thousand to the eight hundred. Can I read it? I was out? in the betting I was in the betting ring at Gatton and I kicked my chair, I tipped the table, I told everyone to get fucked and I was shut and I just completely lost it. Um, <laughs> context and that's without drinking and then i had my last bet shut my computer sculled six cans and wished i got run over on the way home when i stopped for a leak on the side of the um darren lockie away anyway <laughs> no point me carrying on we're here to uh, in, in, uh not entertain we're here to what educate <laughs> settle down Kellyo. educate this here we go we didn't get a shout out here from the race caller to someone out at all the seller for the race, but um, hope you can see this. Just hope this is working. I'm going to try and um, articulate this a little bit. We can see here uh, yellow cap number one saddlecloth, C Williams. And then you've got Mizzy and uh, you've got Malian in the Odium colours there outside him. Probably possibly a little bit blurry that shared screen, but um, so Malian's driving forward. He's outside Odium now. On oh, Odium now, and you got Willow kicking up onto Farnay. He continues to kick up there and hold his spot. There you got uh, Dame Gazelle going forward. Now Odium's three deep here, um, which is you know the way the track's playing. You've got to be in lane twenty-four to win anyway. But rather <laughs> than just sit there and stay in a rhythm, what we'll do now is we'll completely gas the horse and start chasing the leader and get outside the leader. Meanwhile, there's Willow, fifth one off the fence, and now just doesn't want to be pocketed. He knows that he needs to get to the outside and have a look at Willow. Three he, deep, he no cover. He knows Andrew's going to put the handbrake on. Yeah, so Andrew's put the handbrake on there, trying to give his a breather. Willow's like, nah, mate, I'm four deep now. I'm going. I'm off and going now. I need to pause that because I don't want to break any, um, you know, um, copyright rules here. So there's Andrew, stays on the inside of the leader's heels uh, with Odium, and there's Willow, just like complete masterclass, getting to the outside. Now, I'm probably being a bit harsh picking on one right here, but I backed it so I deserve better. Um, <laughs> so he goes back to the inside lanes on Odium, and here's Willow. Using the whip here, see the whip in his right hand? He's like just trying to not poke the horse in the eye, but just see, just getting the horse to shift out in the straight. Yeah. So he's... Yeah. Sort of had that one, that left hand rein hard down and whipping the right hand, just sort of waving it at the horse to get to the outside lanes. Um, complete masterclass. Back on the inside, Nudge, who ran some fast sectionals back in the inferior side of the of the straight there. Um, I sort of went back and had a good look through that. And I couldn't really, you can't pot the rider. Sometimes you're just drawn low and you get held in that spot and you can't get out. So I'm not potting the ride at all. Thought the horses ran enormous, had a huge winter carnival. But, um, Willow just too good. Like, he just gets to, to the outside and is happy to be three, four deep, no cover on that circle because he knows where it needs to be. Now, you look back at the at the margin there to Odium back here midfield, just just getting past the leader, but back to the inside. It's hard to know what difference it makes. But if you're riding, uh, if you're gassing that horse from the 1,000 to the 800, running the fastest section of the race, like, you're not finishing off. So we discussed this on, on the preview we said the race would be won and lost at that point, and C. Williams won the race. It's, um, you well, know. I think that bigger, I don't think it wins. And I think that Craig's, like, Tofano's an easier horse to ride than Odium in that setup. But 
But to articulate it like clearly and just put a full stop on this, he ran the fastest section from the 1,000 to the 800 in the race, okay? Then he ran the slowest section from the <laughs> yeah from that's, the eight to the six in the race. Handbrake straight on. That, that that is like the the anti momentum. Yeah, it's I was going to get to that to um, finish line, and, and he's just stopping while they're building. It's very very bad. It's very was, unlikely a horse will ever win any sort of race with given that sort of ride. I was getting to that point, and you can see that there. Um, Ten to the eight. Fastest, and then you got 17th and 16th where he's, yeah, like you say, had a spell. Um, you know, have a look at Tafane's sectionals, um, consistent, 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 and then put him away late in the right part of the track. Uh, I wonder if, um, like I was thinking about Willow, I was on a walk this morning, I was listening to uh, a bit of radio, and they were on about Willow, and thinking if I was Willow, I'd, I'd live. In, I'd base myself in Queensland and fly in to the carnivals in Victoria and maybe Sydney, but like use these connections to get good rides in Victoria in the big races. But like, base myself up there and live a better life. In, well, the in old saying, Jack, like, I've got more than enough cash. The only negative to that is, Jack, if you hang around with a lame, you start to limp. So um, it's hard to fly like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> honing his skills against the best and uh, just coming up here and picking the low-hanging fruit. How blessed yeah. is he, though? Like, it was incredible. Like, the fact that all the good jockeys, so to speak, were just barred at the last minute and he just got the pick of it to himself. Yeah, look, it was... It did... It certainly had an effect um, on the day. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you're sort of... You're pricing these races with these jocks on it and you're betting accordingly and then... Anyway, just the way it is. It's just really. Um, anyway, sorry, Mark, I cut you off just then. No, I was just going to say that it, at his time of life and stage of his career, he doesn't need to. It would be a good time to make a move. It's not like he's twenty-five or thirty trying to get to the top of the tree. He's already there. Um, True. Just um, you know, prove the stage of his career. Matty Stewart's like, oh, I don't know if many people have Willow in their top fifteen riders in the country. What? <laughs> Yes, it's not top five in the country yet, easily. <laughs> like, just because Hugh um, Bowman wrote Winks, it doesn't mean shit. Mark, <laughs> it's, it's a good point He's you make because Willow could possibly... Willow could move to Queensland, not ride track work and get the best book of rides every Saturday or even, or even just get ride one or two on a Wednesday, the best ones, and fly to Melbourne for Saturday and mm. ride the best couple there. Like he would, You'd put him on anyway. Price money wouldn't be that far different. Just it's just the more there's more feature races down here. I, I walked it's, it's my son like when I was listening to the radio. Right, I walked into like when I spoke to you guys. I got like water in my beard just from the air. It's that fucking cold here. Okay. <laughs> like, why would and that was at eight o'clock in the morning? Imagine riding a fucking horse at three thirty in the morning. Why? No way. He, he does strike me as a workaholic, though, and he probably wants to be where the action is. So, I, Look, I, I could, if, if I was him, I could um, entertain that prospect, but I don't think he will. Mm. Mm. That's why you know they they got like elite at what they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just on YouTube. <laughs> okay. Well, look, one horse that Craig Williams did not ride was Incentivise. Oh Christ! 
margin, 12 lengths. Okay, so look, I'm just trying to picture this in my head. The horse probably just settled on speed and completely gapped this field from what the turn, before the turn. Yeah. Oh, he sort of like, did it like on the corner. And then you're like, yeah. as they straightened up, you realised how like, far in front he was and how bad the other horses are going and yeah. shit. Okay. Boring. And I'm just going to guess that the narrative machine has now hit overdrive and we were sort of half getting it right, half getting it wrong last week by saying it's favourite for the Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup. Is it now actually favourite for both? It is, it is now favourite according <laughs> to the RSN I was listening to on the walk. Um, Sorry for being a week early, everyone. <laughs> it's favourite for, for both the Cups. I want to talk about this horse, the horses that ran behind it, end of the data. Um, now, I want to ask... How shit is the Sydney staying form from those April meetings? Um, uh, the Chairman's, the Tancred, the Adayeb, very elegant, underwhelming, overhyped performances. Mirage Dancer has got beat 12 here mm. and returned a figure almost identical to its um, Chairman's stakes effort. Um, it's returned an 8.8, which is like as good as it's anything that it's ever done. You know, running a length behind Toffee Tongue, running into Sir Dragon. I don't know, it's got beaten a margin in those races, but um, like it's been consistently beaten 11 lengths and 12 lengths. It's last four. It's been beaten 11.2, 11.9, 11.6, and then touched up by 12 on Saturday. There's a lot of tie-ins here um, that this horse, like, has ran to the height. Yeah, but, like, Mirage Dance is going to SP, would have SP'd, without this run, $55 in a Caulfield Cup, $100, oh, $200, you know, like... 500 yeah. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. not real. They're not really... I think but there's you, four ways to measure this. You can only tie it in. And it's it's yeah, ran bigger figures than Zaki. It's ran bigger figures than Homesman. Homesman won an Australian Cup in a 13... Three years a 15 ago, one. Hey? No, this Ho- is Ho- not a Homesman but... won the Australian Cup this year at Flemington. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Nothing nothing except right. maybe shared ambition backed up that uh, that figure yeah. in the Australian Cup. I had a high rating on it too in my database, and Punning Form did as well. And the form wasn't that great with the exception of shared ambition. And, and that... Even if horses won or placed after it, they didn't go to that level again. Yeah, so the, there's, there was something forward. funny about that Australian Cup as well. My gut just yeah, doesn't trust this horse, but like everything else, the data, the numbers are big, the gaps are big. Shared and, ambition and it does it all itself, to... makes its own luck. Shared ambition won the start after the Australian Cup. Yeah, I know, I backed it. At Group 3 level. Yeah. Like, the, where well, is the form then? If there's no if if there's no form in oh, no, look, not... Ayeb and very elegant yeah. figures, if there's no yeah. form in the Australian Cup, if there's no form in the Sydney Autumn, because the, well, the racing industry has torn staying races apart, yeah. where there's no point doing form or, or building to these races because they'll come over and get pinched by the import. So there's no, no form. So if, no, so it's, it's, traditionally it in the Caulfield Cup, you do no form and just if they're going to send it, is there two, one or two Japanese? Okay, has Aiden got one? Oh fuck! All right. Oh, this thing coming from Germany. That that's how the race is done and won. The Japanese are going to be the ones this year, aren't they? Big chance. Um, anyway, well, it doesn't matter, I suppose. That's what happens in the future is not. I don't give a fuck. I'm looking at the data, and I'm saying that it measures up. Mm. It, yeah, it's, like it's, it's ran 14.8, a negative 14.8. 
the thing that impressed me the most is there was no race shape assistance. Yeah. He's banged it on speed and just run the figure. Oh, I think you're 100% right, but I, I don't trust the horse for it. But no, I can't articulate why, but I don't like it. But I, You're a narc, mate. Leave the narkiness to me. But it should, it should be able to set the same tempo, and that'll upset a lot of like bigger horses. That, that, like that sort of negative seven to negative six figure to the six, and then a good turn of foot home that wins like a Cox Plate, etc. If if it, if it got a good three, Mooney Valley, fuck the way it races, it'd be hard to catch. Good three, Caulfield would be very hard to catch. Is it a chink that if it's like traditional Melbourne Spring, it's a soft track? Don't know. As long as the race is not over 1,850 metres at Toowoomba, it should be winning <laughs> wherever it goes. Um, Zaki did toss up a 13.5 at Eagle Farm when it won the the Titanic or the QE2, whatever it was called. Um, but I do not... I, I still firmly believe that Zaki didn't hand, didn't appreciate the firmness of that track and has plenty more in it off that figure. I, I like Zaki more as a horse, but I don't know where... That, just because yeah. this thing's favourite for the Melbourne Cup and the Caulfield Cup, is that where they're going? Yeah. If um, they yeah. can get there. Um, oh, because you're going to get um, it's going to get the handicap advantage for the only time in its career this year. Yeah, so. fifty three and a half. I read somewhere on on the tweet this morning. That's um, that's that's a fair bit actually. For it's a it's a lot, isn't it? It is for what he what he's you know taking. He's a group. He's a group race, he's run it's a hell of a lot of weight, but well, he has been about ten. So. Fan, fancy copying fancy copying that as a group. Like he's been weighted as a group three winner probably, and that like that. Race that he won on Saturday was a group three. <laughs> we're in the wrong game, boys. Um, we're in the wrong game. Um, anyway, that was. Uh, there's no. There's no question. There's no question of his ability. Now the only question is, if you own the horse, are you giving it to Peter Moody? Yes. Or are you leaving it with Steve Trigay? That's just. I put that on Twitter this morning. What um, happened? It was a few hundred votes, and it's sixty. Fifty-eight percent. Leave it with Steve Trigay. Forty-two percent really? moods will improve it. I probably well, worded that. Probably worded it wrong. I don't know whether moods has to improve it, no. but he certainly has to maintain a level. And probably natural ability and natural progression suggests that he could continue on this upward spiral anyway. But just to be completely unsentimental, I would. Uh, you'd have to say Moody for, with his experience in preparing horses for big Melbourne Group Ones. I can't think of one that he has. But um, what 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 else has he prepared for a Melbourne big Melbourne Group One? Peter Moody. Yeah. Well, a Melfi in the VRC Derby in two thousand and one. Yeah, hang on, Dennis Payton won the Derby. No, I don't know. Like maybe he does. I don't know. Like is he is he still the is he still a flying flying machine trainer in Melbourne that he was five years ago? I don't, like I don't, oh, know. I don't know. But he's. he's uh, done, I don't think he's he is. To be honest. Well, I, I agree. He's been there and done it. Yeah, I was being a bit facetious. It would there. be it would be uncharted waters for Steve Trigay. If I but wanted, I mean, yeah, better narrative. He hasn't, narrative. He hasn't done much wrong with it so far, has he? I mean, imagine the, imagine the blow up on RSN when Moods gets on next time if they don't give him the horse. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, the obvious the obvious one was you know if you want to just play a you know a forward defensive shot that's on off stump, you just sort of padding away to Chris Waller, aren't you, and just leave it in the hands <laughs> of the genius. 
best in the world. But anyway, it's a, it's. I look forward to it going down there, and I look forward to it controlling uh, and dominating the narrative over the next three months. And um, we're either going to hear about the Everest or incentivise. So, yeah. good luck. Okay, well that sounds like that's absolute torture. Um, that's all from Brisbane. The track was pathetic. Um, it's a massive issue. You have a look at the lanes data on punningform.com.au. Take incentivise out of the equation. And uh, who was just could have won hard up the fence or on the ambulance track. Um, as the day got on, we got from so as the day went on, excluding incentivise lanes, the winners were from race one to race nine were four, eight, 12, 14, 12 incentivise, 10, 23, 24. Uh, thankfully, we're at Eagle Farm Wednesday. Unbelievable, <laughs> eh? That was the other thing, they're all like they're half like patting the, the track on the back. What? Disgraceful, disgusting, <laughs> it was unfair. It's, it's, um, I'm it's not that bad. I don't mind it as a betting thing, but no, it's, not, it's not good for someone getting into betting and it's awful for owners and trainers, which is normally the priority for the industry. And it's it's still better marginally. Well, that, that was pretty bad on Saturday, I thought, but it's still preferred that to Dynamite Rail. Yeah. More, more get their chance... Coming down mid outside than one lane highway. Yeah, that's why I prefer Dynamite Rail. Yeah, well, and I may have said that before, but I don't because. It's more have a extra. chance, though, Mark. No, more but it's not. You have to get stuffed because you think, okay, I've got this leading and there's going to be three others pushing on for it. Yeah, well, like, look at Canberra like, last week. Or Caulfield on Saturday. It was, it was not 100% certain to lead, and yet, but Jay McDonald Donald made it his. Just, I mean, just get ridden out of the pattern. That makes it very hard. Just running the uh, the track from Saturday through the uh, the punting form analytics, and for races under a mile, the rails in run was zero point seven lengths disadvantage compared with one off, but it was uh, one point five one point six lengths disadvantage compared to if you were three wide. Where Odin was. <laughs> just sit there. Just sit there. It's all right. Don't panic. Three wide, no cover is probably the best place to be. Anyway, I'm glad Odin didn't run a place in the end because if it had have, that would have made seven bets in a row for seven minor placings. Oh, God. And I'm nowhere, yeah, nowhere near ready to start talking about that because cool. the show is only 20 minutes. That actually segues incredibly well into one of our questions from Sam. Hi, guys. I'm getting close to doubling my starting bank in a relatively short time, largely due to the mailbag. Though I am not using it as income yet... So no withdrawals. I'm still using the original unit size and am doubting upping the betting unit due to regression to the main. How long or how many bets would you say is a large enough sample to increase betting size? I'd like to get my turnover up, but Icarus flying too close to the sun, etc. Cheers from Sam. You got to. I think you just got to go roll the punches. And if you're winning any, if you're, I wouldn't do it race by race, but. So at the most, week by week, maybe even day by day, your, your unit is meant to be a percentage of your bank. It's meant to be 1% of your bank, in fact. So if your bank increases, your stake should increase. And and if, you, if Sam's worried about uh, us hitting a brick wall, your protection is, is as your bank decreases, you can decrease as well. You just go with it. You just stay, you move in parallel. So yeah. I, I would say um, you've actually missed out here. If, if you think this is a hot run and it's not going to continue, you should have been filling up at this stage. And then you've always got the option, and well, no, not just the option, you really should be de decreasing during a bad run. You should be 
when you're winning, you play up. When you're losing, you draw the horn. Mm. You, you look sceptical, Curls. You reckon if you're losing, you just cut the tape? No, mate, I'm, um, I'm, not in the right, I'm, not, I'm not in the right headspace to answer that question <laughs> with any clarity after the week I've had with my run of minor placings. Um, because just theoretical. Like, if, you, if you just randomly think that it's a good time to increase, like Murphy's Law will kick you in the balls. But you're right. Just make it as just keep it as a percentage of your bank, and as your bank increases, your bet size increases because that, obviously then, to uh, as you exactly what you said, you're actually increasing your stakes when you're winning. Yeah. And then if you start, but if you if you do lose, like a byproduct of that is you following your bank size with your unit size, so yeah. you're decreasing as it goes down. It's also relevant to like what 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 are you doing with it like. Is it is it a hobby and, and an entertainment thing? If it's a hobby and entertainment thing, then I'm I'm saying bet twenty five percent of your bank. Yeah. At least a Saturday. It's, it's a map, yeah. And 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 yeah. if you get if your bank increases, you got to go with it. But it, I don't agree with the one percent thing, but most people do. But whatever your measure well, is, happened. but whatever your measure is, you can adjust that to your bank as it grows yeah. up and down. So you, you said you, that in the it, question. I, oh, sorry. He said that in the question. He has a bank. He's not using it for anything other than he's not taking wages or using it to make a living. Yeah, so I'd be more aggressive. Yeah. If it was if it was your bank that you're living off, then you need to be very protective of it. Whereas if it's look, okay, so I'd be quite aggressive and um, exactly like what Mark said, just the percentages I'd be a bit more aggressive with. But I'd I'd up and down it daily. So I have a bot that runs, which which you should get one. With Betfair, Karen at Betfair helps you. It's an outstanding service. Uh, and that goes up and down with the bank each day. So the amount that I'm betting to win. Um, so it laid from John Allen's biggest price winner yesterday at Werribee. So the bank's slightly down today. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I said that about the dropping the stakes is it sounded like Sam was concerned about immunising himself against a yeah, bad runner doing, doing a lot. And that, that's how you do that. I'll give you a, a converse real-life example. When my... Father was starting to bet seriously in the eighties. He, he had a small, he had a thousand bucks he saved up as his betting bank, but he wanted to turn that into a chunk of money. And if he lost a thousand, that was fine. So he, he started off betting the twentieth, I think, five percent, increasing as his bank grew, but never decreasing with bad runs. He just thought, stuff it, we're here now. If we're betting fifty, a hundred, then we're betting two hundred. Never go back. Uh, and that was that was obviously very aggressive, but th- that in enabled him to turn a thousand into a hundred thousand in a couple of years, you know. So rather than it would have taken much, much longer to get to that level if he'd been uh, strict with the staking and yeah. up and down. That'd be almost what I'll do. Yeah. So we, we get money, we're making a wage from this business and you know, there's, there's multiple streams of income. So it's a bit easier to be fearless or more fearless. That makes sense. And it's also, um, I don't know. You, you get less fearless as you get older too, if I can yeah, I kind of got. I've just personally gotten through that phase. I reckon with yeah, the second, got, second kid coming, I've calmed yeah. down from shitting myself with the bad run and just trusting the. But being part of our big team is quite helpful for managing ups and downs. Like I might have a really bad Saturday, and then like, like I can't. And it would have happened 25, 30 times that I've had a really awful Saturday, whereas the like the most of the turnover is for the week, and then somehow. Peter has back like might have been going shit house, but has backed the last winner at fucking Ascot, and yep. I've slightly overbet that and 
and life's a lot easier to, to wake up to on a Sunday. Because that's what I said on RSN last Tuesday about diversifying the portfolio. You're right, mm. smooth out so many bumps doing that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. Well, that answered the question. Yep, I think that was that was good. Uh, and there was a, a very brief question here from Jonah. Guys, I'm having a very bad run. What do I do? Help. Well, really. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 What would you do? I had one fucking bad day, Jack. <laughs> I had one bad day, and I fucking stepped onto a fucking freeway. <laughs> All right, and nothing eventuated. I was fucking couldn't even find a fucking car to run me over. That's how good a day I had on a freeway. Um, I would go to themailbag.com.au, get the platinum pack and subscribe and follow the betting advice. Um, apart from that, like that's the best advice I can give. Um, if, how to handle it mentally. Oh, we don't know that. I don't know. I'm, 40, <laughs> I'm 31 years old. and oh. uh, <laughs> Wasting the best years of your life. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to detach from an outcome or a result and just focus more on the process. I Yesterday, I had um, a one bet for a second at Roma. Um, and then I went through my bets from the weekend and I, you know, I've sort of come to the conclusion that every bet I had for the week, um, there was one that I regret. And like, that's, that's strong sticking to the system and... <clears throat> Um, but very difficult to detach from the result when you don't get one go your way. But I don't know. I, I think the the fastest way to learn is to go backwards. So um, I'll, I'll go back when I have a shit day. I do it every day, but harder when I go shit. And tinker with, the way we do it now is a lot of data and numbers and weightings that you can you can tinker with. So I can go back and play with play with that and, and adjust things and see if I could have found that winner or could have lessened the amount I had on the loser. And um, if I think I find something, then I'll go back even further and apply that a few times. And that'll be the main way that I evolve lately, which seems to be working. Um, but I, I think either way, that's how I've always thinking everything you do in life. If you go back and look at what's working and what's not working with the, like an objective, clear mind, you'll that clarity will, will improve you the quickest. You've got something you can trust to have a look at it for you as well, a fresh set of eyes, but that's 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 hard in punting because people's approaches are different yeah. and stuff. Uh, Wait, that, that right there is a really big, the biggest point of the, this team, what, yeah. what works. Why we're, we're having as good a run as I've ever had and um, it's, it's the many sets of eyes and, and the honest feedback. Mm. Not so much to Peter. Everyone's a little bit scared of Peter, but... It, Apart from that, everyone's sort of... Uh, and he doesn't listen anyway, so it's a waste of time. Most yeah. of everyone's done. Yeah. That's actually very true. I, I, I only <laughs> find... I only learn from my own mistakes, but I want to make them myself. I don't learn from when I get things right. Yeah, you learn You learn nothing at your coast. Yeah. It's like the biggest edge is to be able to, like... Yeah. Accept that you're shit. You're going to lose a lot, and... Um, from there, you can go forward. If you, if, you, if you were right, and they just wrote it wrong, and you were right, and... They just got the tactics wrong, and you were right, and uh, the horse was weak, and you were right. Well, you're fucking gonna go broke. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with um, with with being. I think one of the key things is um, 
I'm trying to think of the right word here, but you just have to like have that acceptance as well. Like you just can't bullshit yourself. Mm. It's also your, why, your favorite. To, your favorite to lose all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like even sports punters betting in two-sided contests are going to be, you know, the best of the best are going to be wrong 40 to 45% of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's in, in two horse races. Look what we've got to put up. I tell you what helps with that too is um, is, the, is the accountability. Like the fact that we um, post our results, win, lose or draw, is a I reckon plays a big part of that because it does go a long way in, in to remind yourself and not to not kid yourself. Yeah. And you can't hide. Oh, they like to copy everything else we're doing at the moment. I just can't see them doing that yet. But um, if they do, it's better for the whole industry because it's they'll get better and, and the, the industry gets more integrity and, and people will survive longer and turn over more cash and there'll be a more liquid market. And Good question. Yeah, indeed. Find the questions. Well, that's, uh, that's about it for the questions for this week. Uh, week ahead... Week ahead, I got Belmont, Northern, and Belmont. I wouldn't like to guess where we're going to be in New South Wales, to be honest. Well, I think it's meant to be Warwick Farm on Wednesday. I don't think that necessarily means too much. And Gosford tomorrow. And yeah, but uh, who knows for Saturday? Gosford, Gosford, not not Gosford. Gosford. Uh, there, there's Gosford. another question that we haven't asked. I don't think. I'll just quickly do it. I'm not sure who it's from. Ah, oh, from Max. Hey guys, after watching the Royal Ascot Carnival and seeing the side Galileo in almost every staying race, in staying horse, why do Oz trainers owners not look abroad when purchasing a horse they hope to be a decent stayer or just in general? We saw Danny O do it with Russian Camelot and it turned out pretty well. Saw a Frankel two-year-old they built at Flemington. That was very impressive. I know it is not because of the cost after seeing some of the dollars thrown around. I have no idea. About breeding, so this could well be a dumb question. But uh, just curious. Well, they, I think that's a... the Australian the Australian breeding industry and, and prize money industry is focused on sprinting horses. They get to the races a lot quicker. So if you're a trainer or anyone trying to get other people's money to spend, you're going to get a quicker return with the with the shorter horses. I think that's why the focus is there. I think the only guys who look to, to import horses with a long term view that aren't like coming to race straight away are the, the wealthier owner breeders or the wealthier trainers who are much more set that'll be my view on that and they almost exclusively buy tried horses that that, that buying of um yearlings from overseas is very rare yeah, yeah i think moody bought a few selling one online right now it went around and there's another number yesterday kernan or cernan yeah there's a, i was going to mention that moody tried that didn't he yeah bloke who bought black caviar can't find a fast one from over there so Probably doesn't bode well for the future of it. But you're right, Russian camelots as good a horse as we've seen over a mile further here for a while. It's just all various levels of guessing. Well, that's right. Yeah. And then you tweet about the ones you get right and no one remembers yep. the ones you get wrong. There's no profit and loss margins for uh, for a lot of these publicly listed syndications or organisations, is there? That would be taking yeah, too much fun out of it. I was just going to say, that, like yeah. we were saying, in, and it's a matter of time before the, the majority of the tipping industry, if you want to, people to pay you to tell them how to bet, is going to follow into the accountability like, and just owning the wins and the losses. That that will happen, just a matter of when. It will never, ever happen in the breeding, training and <laughs> sales industry. No, there's always going to be an excuse. Oh, I was a cracking type, but, you know, never had any luck early on. I was always plagued by injury. But, uh, you know, it's a well-bred thing, so we're going to send it to stud and hope that uh, she can produce something off the track. 
how's um always yeah, a second chance i should have i bought um with mitch that that high delta or delta t- that knocked us off at bendigo last sunday yeah. well, we tried to buy high sun he said i've forgotten about it <laughs> i wanted twelve thousand. i said no <laughs> just on that question oh. to go away shuttle out here for a long time and didn't really set the world on fire strange enough and he's the best side in world history over there so what does that say god knows <laughs> didn't like didn't like standing around in wet New South Wales paddocks. Breathing that coal dust. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dickens, where are you betting this week? Uh, I don't. It's a very good week, though. Hang on. Kells. Yes. Um, well, Eagle Farms Wednesday in Queensland. So, like, I'm about as excited as that as the colonoscopy. Um. There's Kilcoy Thursday, there's Ipswich Friday, but more important, Warwick Sunday, and Toowoomba's back on the agenda Saturday night, and there's a lot of country racing this week. Um, but the most exciting thing is from July 1, the minimum bet laws uh, in Queensland um, kick in where a bookmaker will have to bet you the minimums from the moment they go up. So um, everybody can look out for an email in the next couple of days from me, uh, sort of outlining how it's going to be. So... It's basically the quick and the dead. Um, and we've seen some good examples of the fluctuations in Victoria that Jack has touched on many times on the show. Um, obviously, a little bit less liquid pools here so that the, the fluctuations will be hard and fast and we need to be on the trigger. And watch, we will be on the trigger. Watch this space. All right, Dickens, what do you got for me? Uh, it's a really, really good week. So uh, two synthetic meetings, which you'll probably dodge most of, if not all of. Then Wednesday, Sandown, Royal Sandown, or midweek Wednesday, Sandown. Like, what's better than that? Nothing. Um, and it's a lakeside too, so just be like a little greyhound track, guys. Just find the find the leader, find the coffin, bet. Then we had the Bendigo, where we love. We are winning a lot of money at Bendigo. I love Bendigo. Then Geelong, which is a good track. Good horses go to Geelong. And then Flemington. So four days straight of gold, and Achuca backs up on uh, Saturday, which was very fat for us on this Saturday, just gone. Great ride, Royce McLeod on Fioroso. Beautiful, beautiful ride. Three wide, no cover. The whole way, under a hole. Beautiful, beautiful ride. Didn't panic. Indeed. God bless you. Thank you very much for that. I, I really needed it. Okay. And before we leave you, last few days for VIP offers, contact sales at themailbag.com.au if you're interested. If you're not interested, or if you leave it till after the end of June, I can't help you. So... And I won't help you because it's been plenty of time. <laughs> and J- J- Jacko and I closing in on five straight months of winning too. It's huge. Wow, wow, wow. Big. Bye very, for now. Very proud of. Oh, sorry. Bye for now. Proud. And now bye for now. I don't know what to do with my hands. 